0: Alright, welcome to Chicken Space, life here at the Many Spokes Farm with the Happy Hands, our flock of 500 hens that are laying eggs for the folks in the Valley of Chelan. Um, I'm going to give you an update on the chainsaw that I broke a couple times ago and a story that came to my mind um, and the theme of that story as well. We'll see. Then there's a wedding that I'm going to get to officiate. Don't do very many of those anymore, but a little bit of thinking about that and uh, some time with the Happy Hands. And also we had a class come up and uh, visit from the uh, middle school this past week and thought I'd share something about that. So welcome to Chicken Space. Glad you're here. Hope you're having a great week and hope this is useful uh, for the calm and the wonder in your life. Welcome back to Chicken Space. Uh, I actually heard from a couple people that they had listened to my little podcast that I started it was like, wow, that was nice. So anyway, welcome back or welcome for the first time. Um, happy hens here, 500 laying hens. We got 360 baby chicks that are about three months old. And so in another couple of months, they'll be laying eggs too. And um, happy to be with you sharing this journey with chickens and how it's a spiritual journey. And how it's a life journey you how there's food coming out of this and experiences and insights, hopes and expectations. As I mentioned before, like one of the special things about this little farm is that all of the food that we feed these chickens is food that we collect from restaurants and bakeries and breweries and grocery stores. And so I'm kind of getting towards the end of doing that, um, feeding them today. The entire pickup, I have an old two. 2002 Chevy Silverado Blue, six and a half foot bed. Today, the entire bed was full of uh, these seven gallon buckets, white buckets uh, that I have that I give to the stores. And they were all full of food that they were otherwise going to have to throw out. And then there were six big boxes from the grocery stores full of vegetables. And one of the grocery stores puts it in a big trash can just all the vegetables that um, they're no longer able to sell. And so I'm just about finished up with that right now. It's a bunch of meat scraps or some hamburger going in. Oh, they just love hamburger. Anyway, finishing that up. Got up here this morning, and uh, my wife Ann had been up yesterday with some friends showing them. and said, you know what? There was a cat in with the baby turkeys. And she said they weren't bothering them, but the cat wasn't bothering them, but the cat was in there, and they were all hiding. I was like, ah, because yesterday morning I'd been counting the turkeys and we started out with 22 and we had three early deaths but since then it's been going just fine the, chick- the turkeys have been growing fast and, and uh, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to have 19 turkeys now and yesterday I could only find 15 and there was, couldn't find any that had died or anything it's like, oh, the cat got in there so this morning I was in and I found the hole in the roof and I was, uh, tying it together with some rope so that the cats couldn't get in there and taping it off and making a day. And just like, feels like when you've got a project like this, there's, there's always one more thing or ten more things or you get something working and then some other surprise like that. Rooster Crow, you just heard a second ago. That's, that's our rooster that decided he likes to live outside of the fence instead of inside the fence. And he's got this little flock of four or five hens, and they go around outside. And, um, there he goes again. It's like, no, I don't want to be in there with the rest of them. And a couple of hens, a couple roosters, that's okay. But if get too many, then uh, that becomes another problem I'm going to have to figure out just seems to be the nature of me, doing this work so i got a couple more buckets here to finish out and i'll wash them out i got some carrots to weed and oh what was it i wanted to do today i wanted to tell you that in a little while i'm going to go be a pastor again which i hardly ever do anymore but i'm going to officiate a wedding and uh, it's a wedding for a couple of women and it's it's a long time since i've been a Pastor now, but back in the day, that was a very big issue for the Lutheran Church. And how are we going to handle marriage for gay and lesbian people? How are we going to handle as pastors as gay and lesbians? What are we going to do if they're in committed relationships? How are we going to do all that? And uh, so today, I get to do this wedding for these two young women and. It's actually, they just went down to the courthouse and picked up a marriage certificate just like anybody else. And there's uh, there's a lot of history in my life around working on that. I even published a book a long time ago called Straight into Gay America. When I unicycled 1,500 miles and I was interviewing people and just hearing what people were thinking about people being gay and straight and lesbian and queer and bisexual and transgendered and and marriage and those were just such big questions in the time And in 2004 who would have been thinking at that time that would be living in an age where the law of the land was that uh, you could be married based on the person you loved rather than whether uh, you met the standard of being one male and one female in a marriage. So, I'm thinking about all of the people that have done all of the things that made that possible long before these this couple were even born and then also all the work that continues uh, to make love uh, to make love a bigger thing in this world. All
1: right, there's the last bucket. Uh,
0: and I put them in this uh, wheelbarrow type thing. It's a two-wheel wheelbarrow. Fill it up, drag it in, dump it out. The chickens get very happy because they get all these scraps. Now, here's a special scraps in this bucket from from the Mexican restaurant. Rice and beans. Leftover plate scraping. That's a real special treat. And we started getting food from them not too long ago, and I thought, oh, that's going to be inconvenient. I talked a little bit and decided they would try it. It's working out great. And almost everybody that we get food from, they're so happy to give it to us because who likes throwing away food? And we do it every day. One of the guys that I get food from, he says, you know, I'm just getting so sick of throwing stuff away. All the plastic, all the cardboard, all the stuff that just gets wasted. And I think uh, for myself, too, when I see this every day, it's like, wow, this is just so so amazing, and feels good to be involved in having a whole flock of chickens and 300 eggs a day that we're getting from just these scraps and making good things out of them, um, but I agree with them, it's a pretty overwhelming thing when you think about it, so anyway, nice to be doing this, and then every day almost from the butcher shop we get packages of meat that are out of date and that's going to feed our dogs right luna that's going to feed you tonight luna and bergen are livestock guardian dogs they get they get steaks new york strips and different things like that hamburgers all kinds of good things that you guys like so they stay pretty nice and healthy too from all this leftover food all right so i got the wheelbarrow and Dragging it into the chickens now, in the soggy chicken yard. But thankfully, the sun is coming out, and I know that couple over across the lake that's getting married and all their attendants and their families are looking at the sky, and every time it lightens up, you got to be hopeful that they're going to have a sunny outdoor wedding. If a little more gray comes, and they wonder. But the prediction is it'll be all nice and sunny here by... <laughs> this afternoon, and all you chickens, you can dry out. Boy, especially those young chickens, when they get wet, they they look just like us, like when our hair gets all soaked and we don't have an umbrella stringing down our face, and they're kind of a light brown, golden-colored chicken, and their underfeathers are white, so when they get all soggy, they definitely really look like a mess. All right, those chickens all gathered around. I just dumped it out. Yummy, yummy, huh? You guys are so fun to watch when you eat. Mmm. Somebody found some rice there. A little hamburger. People are surprised chickens like meat, but what's an egg? It's protein, and um, if you put a chicken out on a lawn, first they're going to find all the bugs in your lawn before they start eating grass, because... That's what they most want is protein. Make those eggs. All right. Chickens are happy. Now, what do I have? Like 20, 20 of those buckets to wash up now. All right. Well, I can tell I'll definitely get better at making these podcasts and figuring out when to stop and to start them and how to put all that together. But... um Sure, it's a good feeling. And it's different, because I'm still used to, like, being in the pulpit. In the pulpit, there's, like, no hit, stop, record, replay. Uh, but what I wanted to share with you, I thought, while I'm washing these buckets, I filled up the wheelbarrow with the soapy water, and I uh, sprayed out all the buckets with the hose. Now I'm cleaning them up. wanted to give you a little saw update about how I broke that saw. Well, I took it to the shop, and it uh, turns out there's six weeks Behind on their, uh, they have that much business for repairing saws, so they couldn't really tell me yet. I called them, and he said he'd try to let me know as soon as possible. But apparently, I'm not the only one breaking saws. But the update is like, I broke the saw, and this friend said, "Hey, I'll come and cut some wood for you. I'll help you get those stumps cut out so you can uh, you can move all those branches and stumps and, and logs." into a pile for making your hoogle piles. And so he's come up once and cut a bunch of logs and let me use the new tractor and he's gonna come up and cut some more so I can keep working until I get my saw back. And then we had some friends visit. They're still visiting. Uh but they they listened to that first podcast and they, they're visiting and they said, Lars, for your for your birthday in June, we know what we want to get you. We want to get you another saw. We want to get you a new saw. And it's like, Really? I mean, of course, saws are really expensive, but that's really just so kind of them. It's so nice, and um, it makes makes me think of a story that's been one of my favorite stories for a long, long time, and see if I can tell it, but there was this guy, and people said he had a very good life, and he just said, you know, if you say so, we'll see, and so one day, uh, he got a horse. And people said, oh, you're so lucky to get this horse. It's such a beautiful horse. And he said, we'll see. And then uh, a couple nights later, that horse jumped the fence, just like my dogs do sometimes. Anyway, that horse jumped the fence or got loose from the line. However, they were keeping it, ran away. And people people said to the man, oh, so sorry for you, man. What, what a great misfortune you're suffering now. Um, That you, you know, your horse. This great horse ran away. He just said, "Uh, "We'll see." And then uh, a couple days later, this horse comes back, and with it, it's it's running with a whole herd of wild horses. And the the man and his son they go out and they put all these horses in the pen, and and then uh, you know now they've got a whole herd of horses. People say to him, "Wow, you're so lucky. You're so fortunate." And his answer was simply, well, we will see. And uh so then he and his son, they start to train these horses, and his son gets up on one of these horses, and gets thrown off, and he breaks his ankle. And people come over, and they say, oh, I'm so sorry. What a great misfortune you're suffering. And his reply, by this time you know what it was. He just says, well, we'll see. And uh, as the boy was unable to walk around there with his broken leg Uh, the folks
1: the
0: the folks in town were invaded by by an invading army and this invading army came and they took all of the able-bodied men and uh, conscripted them into their army and took them off to war and the people who were remaining came by and said oh man to the boy you are so lucky you broke your leg uh, because otherwise you would have been taken away in in this uh, army that was invading.
1: And the man to
0: that said, "We'll see." And I've I've always loved that story about like not having to be in such great control. and uh, Just the way that life comes up. And you know, there I was kind of worried about my sob, and I'm trying to. I'll just put it in perspective of not being too judgmental of myself about how stupid I am as a saw person and all that stuff. And then <laughs> that we'll see story comes along. A friend shows up, helps out. Other friends come up. You should have another saw. With that many trees, you should definitely have a second saw, even if you get this one fixed. Like, ah... Uh, What a great experience So that saw has turned into Just a a beautiful experience From from that experience of me Not really being in the we'll see mode To being reminded About that mode of We'll we'll see Uh, So then I was telling you about this Wedding that I'm going to get to Be able to officiate this afternoon these two women and um, thinking about the words that I'll get to say it's a little bit like this podcast You're putting your mind in a place of, of trying to articulate you know, what you want here I've got this on off button that I'm trying to learn how to use but there just get to say it and so for the last couple days it's kind of running through my mind what is it to say there to this group of people that that are coming today to celebrate this wedding that I never met before on my mind again is uh, what I talked about in my first podcast Desmond Tutu I'm pretty sure I'll mention that how how he just had this way of living this way of being And even though he was living there in apartheid Africa where he was watching his fellow countrymen suffer torture at the hands of his other fellow countrymen he could say there is nothing you can do to make God love you more you can't do anything to be more loved by God and then he said there is nothing you can do To make God love you less. And the torture and the oppressed all of a sudden. One in the sight of God. Not that the torture was good. But just that the bigness of God could hold all of that. Whatever time it takes for that all to work out. Ever since I heard that verse, or that saying by Desmond Tutu, I've been struck by that. And I think it relates to this verse in the, in the scriptures, or something the Apostle Paul said that just uh, continues to strike me, and more and more it strikes me. he right. just says, So then, whether we live, whether we die, we are and all of these little things you know like fixing the hole for the, where the cat gets into the turkey and the cat playing to death with four of my turkeys and collecting all this food and feeding chickens having this life and how you can get so wrapped up inside of it that it becomes like not obvious what that Apostle Paul was saying.
1: Well,
0: whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord. I just love that line. It puts life into an amazing perspective as I sit here and watch these plastic buckets that collect food every day from people that let us feed these nope. food. Well, wanted to share that. I think I'll be sharing that this afternoon. And then how it's nice to put our life in perspective and one of the amazing things about living here in the Cheyenne Valley is that uh, this, this lake is the longest lake in the state, one of the longer lakes in the country. It's 55 miles long and it was carved by a glacier and uh, 10,000 years ago 100,000 years ago whatever it was, it was carved by a glacier and that glacier was here carving this valley out of the rock and the cascade where we stand here we were we were a mile under ice and to live in a place like this where you can just look at the land and think about it being covered by a mile of ice. Today, you get to on the river, To me, that's such an amazing perspective. To be able to be reminded of it daily as I look out over the lake and across to the mountains on the other side, you can see that the, the routes that the ice took carving through the solid snow. It left the rubble. left the sheer granite. And up on the place where we're going to have our chickens, where we're currently removing those cherry trees. It left this amazing dirt, this amazing soil. We'll dig into it up there. I'm excited about growing things in there and having the chickens up there. People that we bought it from, they they think that it was once a lake bed itself. Like the lake level rose and went down right here because there was actually a glacier coming from the bottom of the lake and then one coming down from the top of the lake and they met pretty much just below us at a place called Wapato Point which is land squeezed together from that but then this giant lake would form sometimes um, when, when these glaciers were pushing against each other and if it was a lake up there and whatever grew in that lake kind of ended up at the bottom the algae or seaweed things like that and it feels like a really rich soil there so you know what does all this have to do with a wedding it's like oh, you're so wrapped up in what kind of flowers you're going to have how pretty it is how pretty all the dresses are and suits and all these different things and you're, uh, oh my gosh all those things are wonderful and they're all in the perspective of this just vast miracle of life and geology and history and tradition and us getting to be a part of it at least for me I find that when I can the end the day with that kind of gratitude and that kind of a view. The experience of the day is a different thing. Sometimes they don't have that. Sometimes there's just too many holes in the roof, or holes in the fences, or chickens are sick, chicken or not enough eggs, or too many eggs, or this or that. Broken chainsaw. But when when, uh, I do have that awareness, right now I can look across the lake and see the mountains over there on the other side and just physically see and be aware of the grandness of this life that we live in the middle of. It makes for a different day. And sharing that is all... Useful to you having that kind of a day the awareness of the majesty of life and definitely one of the things I want to share. Hey, welcome, welcome. It's it is awesome. Thank Good you. To see Thank you. you for being here. Yeah. What do they call you? Mr. Fournier. Yeah. Okay. I, just yeah, I, I mean out. I don't care if they call me Phil. Yeah. You can call me Phil. All All right. Right. So I like put this on the audio because sometimes I share it with people, is that yeah. okay? Yeah, alright. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Welcome. Glad you're here. Chicken, chicken saved you from school today, huh? a lot of different questions. Nice. All right. Hi. Welcome. Glad you guys are here.
1: The first thing, they, wanted, they were asking, oh, that's a huge house.
0: Yeah. So this is actually not uh, my wife and I. It's not our land. We have the chickens right over there. I'll show you. It's our friend, Rob, who's building it. He loves to build things. And the downstairs is going to be a metal shop and a wood shop. Hey, Milo. This is Milo. I remember Milo in the video, too. Yeah, so Milo's about 10 years old. He's slowing down. But he's still a good dog. So, so uh, Ann and I, my, and my wife, we will eventually live in that house, in a room in that house, But so we feel pretty... We could go around and everybody can introduce himself. All right, I'm really bad on names, so I'm going to just, like, if you say it 10 times then I'll be part way there, so, yes.
1: Lars, Hi, Nars. Lars. Lars? Uh, Rodriguez. Rosa? Paparco. Okay. chaperon. All right. Su nombre?
0: Andrea. Andrea? Bueno.
1: Esmeralda.
0: Esmeralda? Oh. Yo hablo yeah. solamente un poco de español, pero yo quiero hablar.
1: My is Ana. Ana. Hi. Natalie. Natalie?
0: Alessi. Alessi. Nice. Araceli. Araceli, Okay. I'm John, the bus driver. Hi, John, the bus driver. I'm Lars. Nick. Hi, Nick. Christopher. Christopher.
1: Anthony. Anthony. Ashley. Ashley. Nelly. Nelly. Stephanie.
0: Stephanie. Jennifer. Jennifer. Lauren. Lauren. Katie. Katie. All right. I'm Phil. Phil, Mr. Fournier. I'm gonna I'll try to call him Mr. Fournier today. <laughs> it's usually Phil. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. So who has parents who are farmers or farm workers um or orchardists? Anybody in the class? No?
1: They like worked in orchards?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I was thinking about you all coming. And I wanted to say just how much um, I respect that. Um, So I have a degree in engineering, and I have a degree as a pastor. And now I spend my time growing food, not lots like your parents, but I spend my time growing food and raising chickens. And, like, if you just stop and think for, like, two seconds, what's more important than being able to eat good food? So I – have so much respect every time I drive home to Chelan and I go by all the farms and the orchards and the people who make that happen. So I'm just doing it in a small way, but I feel really privileged um, to do this. So um, we'll walk up through that way and then we'll go over to the chickens and um, I guess I'll do just a little bit of explaining first and then I'll take all of your questions. Mostly I just care about your questions, okay? But I wanted to start with this. And so, like, there's a piece of grass, right? It's a plant. So these guys are the primary consumers of that guy, the sun. All the animals are secondary consumers. So it's like plants are incredible. They, they eat the sun. They eat the air. They turn into stuff that then the other things can eat, like us or plants or things like that and then there's something that's been captured my imagination for a long time but that's the soil bacteria um everything that's ever been alive will turn back into soil so if you think about that everything that's ever been alive on this planet will one day oh mi amigo no, no le gusta (laughs) Come here. That's why he's with you. (laughs) Milo, lay down.
1: He likes me. Yeah, he does.
0: (laughs) All right. So everything that's ever been alive, plant or animal, person, whatever, ultimately ends up being soil again. And um, that process of making soil for me is something that's really been interesting for a long time. We call it compost. Um, And I understand you guys at school are making compost out of your leftovers I from lunch and young yeah, leader right here and Natalie that's your project right. Yeah. all right yeah, that's he, super he did cool did a PBL wonderful PBLs uh, project based learning okay. first trimester a variety of ways of looking at sustainability and trying to make the world a better place nice yeah, yeah that actually motivates me a lot too so thanks for doing that yeah so anyway that's my little bitty story about the sun okay and like so it's not just like oh what do i have to feed chickens to get eggs to sell them so i can make money so i can you know pay the rent or whatever it's for me it's it's a lot more than that and and to get to participate in that is a really super thing so something i was probably going to forget to say but since i'm thinking about it now if any of you are interested you know in coming up either yourselves or with your families and volunteering sometime and kind of learning about this you could help in the garden you could help with the chickens you Today we'll collect eggs. If you want to collect eggs, you can be the ones who collect the eggs, okay? Um, but you would be welcome to, and you can talk to Mr. Phil, Mr. Fernier, about how to get a hold of me, okay? But we'll walk up through here. I'll show you the garden. Okay. So, en español, ¿cómo se dice onions again? Cebollas. 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 So, cebollas, shallots, ¿se uh, sabe shallots? Hello. ¿Cómo ajo, cebollas. in between ajo and cebollas? You know cebollas.
1: cebollas. So, so okay,
0: that's Walla Walla's there and awful garlic up there. And these are some blueberries we planted last year. Come on, see these blueberries. Blueberries, I like it. You know, I learned how to say donuts too, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> but you can see they're just finishing the flowers. There were a lot of bees here, and now the, the blueberries are coming. So if you come back in a, maybe a month or so, we'll have blueberries. And then we just started our tomatoes up here and and they're on a drip water lines. you can see little tiny tomatoes down there these are raspberries and in the back are the blackberries and i brought you up here because um these are our asparagus and i don't know if you picked asparagus before but an important thing to do is not step on the plant you can see like in between where the wood chips are but i invite you to Feel free to pick a couple of these and uh eat them if you want they're really tasty they taste really great when they're when they're like totally fresh picked and raw so go ahead if you like you do not have to
1: <laughs>
0: so how does this a
1: chicken right here? That's chicken here.
0: yeah we have a few vagabond uh wandering wandering chickens okay yeah uh, so you're gonna say something Lars well um yeah so we can go over here first yeah Nice to have you back here. Oh, I love you.
1: Thank you. It was like in winter last
0: time, wasn't it? Yeah. That was fun. Now, maybe we'll talk about the dogs too, and how the dogs are. Yeah, they wandered off today. They wandered off? Yeah. So was explaining how the dogs are are bred not to consume chickens right so we have two big dogs and if you see them on the way home let me know so i don't know if any none of you probably have ever done the dumb thing but i got distracted this morning and then the dogs went on a wander so they are somewhere out having a good time if they're at your school in the english class please call me um but one of them's an anatolian shepherd which is a livestock guardian dog the other is a mix of a few breeds and uh, the big guy, he weighs about 150 pounds. So he's a big dog.
1: But they, they,
0: they learn to like what you like and what you are not comfortable with. They, like So if they were here, they would be barking at you if I wasn't with you. But because I was with you, they'd be curious, like, who are you? Um, and then they can be in there and not chase those chicken, the normal dog you put in. Um, they'll they'll kind of just chase a chicken and sometimes kill them, so, um, anyway, yeah, they're very important, last year we had, um, we didn't have nearly this many chickens, but they were getting eaten by coyotes and hawks and, and, um, and uh, owls, but this year, only one day, when they wandered off, did we lose one to a hawk, otherwise, nothing, so a dog can be really, really valuable, yeah, so I'm wondering, what is the connection? between your English class and chickens? Or did you just want to get out in the sunshine, which is totally fine with me?
1: <laughs> so what types of connections
0: can you make between a language arts class, chickens, and your PBL that you did
1: the first trimester? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Not a big deal. I was just curious if there was like a specific kind of purpose that you were coming for. Well, I want them to write an article an about their experience, an experience and then, and then so, go ahead.
1: We're just going to have the uh, experience and then write about it. And yeah, pretty much.
0: And maybe okay. publish in our school select one of the top essays so kind of like almost like a journalism type thing it's like okay we're going and we're going to report on this we're going to have this experience with it okay and partly just the reporting of it but partly sort of like what it means to you what the difference it is for you okay like i was just telling you like what difference it makes for me um so okay um did, did you have specific questions? We can just do this on a question-based way, or I can tell you a lot of stuff, but I love questions, because then it's like what you care about.
1: How many types of chickens do you
0: have? How many types of chickens? So the main chicken we have is that brown one out there, yeah. and the name of it is either a red sex link or a golden comet. They have different names. But that is the chicken. Yeah that was bred to make almost all of the brown eggs in the stores when you buy a brown egg and they lay about 300 eggs a year which is a lot of eggs for a chicken. That's one chicken? Yeah, they're a little bit smaller than normal they don't eat as much um they're cold cold hardy it means they can handle the cold they did well this this winter so mostly we have those then you can see those lighter colored ones right down there and um, so they're different colors, but they have feathers around their neck that puff out a little bit. Can you see that difference? OK, those are called Americanas and they lay blue eggs and I'm not going to get them again. I like them, but they they love to fly over this fence. This is an electric fence. So if a coyote touches it, they'll get shocked. You would get a tiny shock, but because you've got shoes on, it's only a tiny little bit. But like if he touched it because he didn't have shoes on, directly grounded, he never touches it. He's done it once and they squeal and run away. All right. Um, Then we have something called an Icelandic. And the cool thing about those is, have you ever heard of the Vikings? So the Vikings in Norway and Denmark in the year, in the 800s, they went to Iceland and they took some chickens with them. And these are descended from those chickens that came to Iceland in the 800s. And they almost went extinct because they lay small eggs and not quite as many. Um, but they were saved by a few people in the United States. And now they're a rare bird. And there's a few of those out there. Um, but we can't really even sell those eggs because they're too small. But I like them. See that rooster down there?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Scratching himself? That's Most of the roosters out here are Icelandic. Um, Where's he at? Oh, he just went behind the... How many do you have? There
1: is another one back there. Another rooster?
0: About seven or eight, something like that. Siete, ocho. How uh, many gallinas? Cincocientos. Lucky roosters, huh? Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many roosters do you have and how many chickens? About seven or eight uh, roosters and about 500 chickens right now. There's some babies over there. They're getting pretty big but they're about three months old and in a couple of months they'll be laying eggs too. And they're more of this uh, golden comet type. There goes that rooster again. All right. So one of the special things that happened this past week, and uh, I think I'll close out the the podcast today with an invitation to join in if you want, is that I had a ninth grade class here from the Manson school district come up and, uh, spend an hour and a half with uh, the happy hens and uh, it was wonderful to see them and one of the really great things is a lot of the people in this valley have agricultural uh, work and agricultural traditions so a lot of these kids their parents are, are working in orchards or doing different kinds of farming work so it's really special to have them and I just turned the recorder on while I was uh, visiting with them and um, about the first half hour or so if you want to is sort of an introduction to the farm with them, and what I like most about it is you'll hear these kids laughing in the background, and um, they just really enjoyed their time. We ended up, I, I saved a bunch of food scraps for them uh, from from the grocery store a bunch of different vegetables that they were able to throw into the chickens, and then they were able to help collect eggs. and uh, It's just a very nice afternoon. So, if you've uh, got time this afternoon, got a half hour sharing them in the class coming up and visiting the farm. Play to close it out and um, all the best wishes I'm really appreciative of the chance to to um, put these together to have Kent's help as I said um, already looking forward to the next one take care alright thanks for being with us here today on Chicken Space the hands of the, the happy hands of many folks farm and uh, the chance to think with you a little bit about weddings and stories of Wilsey and Chainsaws and classes that come to visit. It was so great to have those kids here and um, being excited about uh, being able to participate in collecting ends and feeding hens. So that was great. If you want to find out more about uh, the healing work uh, that I'm involved with, go to icemethod.com. There's a lot there, including a lot about my most recent book, The River of Life. And if you're interested in the farm and uh, what we're doing here at Many Spokes Farm, just go to manyspokes.com and check it out. All right. Thanks a lot. See you soon best wishes for a calm and a wondrous week
1: well, you know.